Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers, Bill Kasky here. We are not going to play the Facebook feed this week. I'm actually out of town and uh, doing this from the road, so won't have a chance to do that. So I want to share with you a couple of thoughts on prerequisites. You know, I think the mistake that we make as sales professionals and business leaders when we want to double our results or make a significant improvement in our results is we jump. We jump to, well, how many calls do we need to make today and, and how many... What what kind of tribe do I need on LinkedIn? And how do I best use LinkedIn to get in front of people? I think that's absolutely the wrong place to begin. And I'm going to give you five prerequisites that I have seen over my years in working with salespeople of any kind, really, on how to double your business, how to really get significant improvement. Now, I'm not talking, as I've said earlier, and I want I always make this clear, I'm not talking about doubling in the next 30 days, although I think you can get well on the road to that with some of these five prerequisites I'm going to give you, but over the course of an appropriate time frame, maybe it's a year, maybe it's six months, maybe it's five years, depending upon your selling cycle. But here are the prerequisites that I coach people to have before they jump into the tactics and before they jump into the, to the red ocean, if you will. Number one, you've got to have a one-year plan. And that's what the 2X Quick Start program helps you do. But you got to have a one-year plan. You have to take real definite stock of where you are now. I see a lot of times people just throw out numbers. Well, you know, if I'm making 100 grand, I want to make 200 grand the next year. Okay, let's go to work. Well, wait a minute. What's working? What's not working? I think you need to take thorough stock. We all need to take a current reality check of where we are in our business and make sure that we're clear on where we are, what's working, what's not, what are some of the strategies that have become effective, what are strategies that are just total waste of time, because a lot of what you need to do to 2X your business is stop doing things, free up some time so you can do the things that are really going to make a difference. So the one-year plan is a huge part. Number two, an openness to reinvention. I see the young people in their 20s and 30s who are coming into sales have a very different impression of what sales is and can be. And I think it's healthy. And I think they come into it with a predisposition to look at all the different ways to reinvent themselves, or in many cases, just invent themselves, since there's no reinvention. If you're 20, 25 years old, you're not reinventing anything, you're just inventing it. But I think young people can teach us something here that we need to be open to the reinvention that is required for us to make dramatic improvement in results. Here's an example of that. I've got a client who is in the software business and they are struggling a little bit with new prospects, with getting in to see the right people, 
with positioning, and they need to do a massive reinvention on themselves. One recommendation I made to them was start teaching. Start teaching something. Teach your prospects how to become sophisticated buyers of what it is you sell. Stop selling. Start teaching. Start educating. The sales will come as a result of that. But if you're not really focused on helping your buyer become a better buyer and a more sophisticated buyer and a more educated and aware and validated buyer, it's going to be very hard to develop a relationship with somebody if you just show up and want to sell them something. So I I think you've got to reinvent. I'm going to talk about strategy here in a minute. But I think you've got to have a, a constant openness, not reinvent every month, but an openness to that. Should you reinvent yourself as an author? I've got one client who just wrote um, a very well done, uh, I wouldn't call it a white paper, it's more of a checklist of 10 things that you need to do before you buy his product and 10 things that you need to keep in mind. It was really a well done piece, really well done. So now he can put on his business card or in his LinkedIn profile, he can put author because he's authored this thing. This was a a pretty significant undertaking. It didn't take weeks and months, but it took him quite a few hours to put all his thoughts together. But he now has reinvented himself as an author, as an expert in his business. And now when he sends this out prior to meeting with somebody, he is seen in a different light. He has repositioned himself because he's been open to reinventing himself. Number three, ability to see your procedures and process. Ability to see. I talked about this a little bit on one of the Facebook Lives recently, that until we can see a visual depiction of how we do business, it becomes hard for us to change and improve and modify how we're doing business. For example, if you are relying on social media or internet marketing or or any kind of social attraction, You've got to map that out and say, okay, I've got these LinkedIn people. I've got a thousand people on LinkedIn. What am I going to do in order to move them from just a, somebody who knows me and is acquainted with me on LinkedIn to a buyer? And there's a process to that. And you have to map the process. One easy way to do it is just think, okay, well, somebody might be aware that I exist, but they might not be aware of what I do, of of my value, of how I add value to customers. So you've got to create something that helps walk them along the process. And I think a visual depiction is the easiest, best, and it's not easy. It's not, I shouldn't say easy. Once you do it, I think it's easy to see where the issues are. The problem is rolling up your sleeves, getting a large piece of paper out, and start to put post-it notes along the, on a buyer's journey between them just becoming aware to them becoming capable of understanding what you do and the value it can provide, capable of understanding their problems and their goals that might not get accomplished if you're not a part of that life. But you need to have a visual process, a visual depiction. 90% of the time, when I ask a, a company, a VP of sales, a sales professional, show me your process, they can't. They can't because they've never really taken time to map it. You've got to visually see how you take prospects through the pipeline. Number four. Oh, this is big. I'm only going to give it two minutes here, but if, if I were to reinvent my business totally, I wouldn't focus on selling and, and convincing and persuading. I would focus on this. Study your own value. Do you even know 
how valuable you are to your customers? I find most people don't. What they do there is they make the mistake of jumping to the words. Okay, well, what's my elevator speech? And what's my 20-second pitch on the phone? Well, you can't get to an effective elevator speech, and I'm not big on elevator speeches. I've never once in 30 years had had an occasion to use an elevator speech, mainly because I'm afraid of elevators. I will never write in one. No, not really. That's not the reason. The reason is, is because I just don't believe that's, that's useful. But anyway, the point is that if you're on the phone with somebody and you haven't done a thorough analysis and understanding of what your value is, how can you put the words together to do that? You can't. So don't jump to the words. The message, your personal message and your corporate message comes from a thorough understanding of what value do you bring anyway? just started working with a company who provides a very valuable service to businesses. And when we started working, I said, what's the the value of this service? Well, they'll be able to uh, attract more customers. Okay. Well, what's what's behind that? How how do you do that? What's to prove it to me? Well, I mean, we just do it. I mean, we, we give, we offer them better statistical evidence and better analysis and okay, but, but what does that mean? Don't just, don't drop into what politicians do, which is just throw out a bunch of vague words and phrases and hope you'll believe them. No, you have to go through the process of a thorough understanding of your value so that when you're in front of a prospect, you can make the case for your product. You may not make the case for your product with them because they may not have the problem or the desire to fix a problem, or they may not have a desire to get to another level in their business, in which case your value is of no use to them. But if you are engaging in a thorough understanding of your value, not just the company's value, but your personal value in that equation, then you're not ready. You're not ready for prime time. And you're probably not going to double your business because you're going to be out talking to people and you're not going to have a good enriched understanding of it. And therefore, your words will leave them empty. Number five, an obsession with strategy. And this is something that I struggle with too. So just to be perfectly open and and vulnerable and honest with you, um, strategy is difficult because we want to jump right to the tactics. We want to go from, I want to double my business to how many calls do I need to make today? And strategy is so much more important than tactics because the strategy and the mission should determine the tactics. I've said this, I said this in an email newsletter that I just wrote recently. The, the, the mission should be the ultimate determination of what tactics you use. So here's an example. What would be a good strategy? Well, I said it earlier. Education. Are you educating your clients? You know, I spend a lot of time giving away free information. This is one. The Advanced Selling Podcast is one. I blog. I, uh, I write for other websites and I do... Uh, video online uh, for other other folks and it allows me to build my email list and it allows me to position myself as someone who kind of knows what they're talking about in certain areas not in all areas but in certain areas that my expertise falls in but that's a strategy for me education is a strategy that may not be your strategy that may not be yours but you've got to have a strategy and A strategy is that overarching, how are you going to get to your goals? What are the elements of that strategy? You may have several. You may have using your current uh, acquaintances and client base as a strategy to grow your business. 
I was once uh, in a company and they were lamenting that they didn't have enough new business, didn't have enough new logos, as they called it. And I said, okay, well, well, whatever they were doing wasn't working. I can't recall exactly what they were doing. But one of the things I do remember about that conversation is I said, well, how many current clients do you have in the, in the nation? They pr- primarily a Midwest supplier. How many clients do you currently have? They said 5,000. 5,000 customers or clients that they had currently that they were doing business with. And these customers liked them because they were paying them every month. I said, well, the strategy then is not going out to people who don't know you and trying to get them to buy from you, which was kind of the essence of theirs. That's a terrible strategy. A better strategy is a simpler one. How do we create a referral system that allows the people who like us to share our name and some of our value with people that they know? Those, that's better for you anyway. When somebody can endorse you or recommend you or testify to your value, that's a much better strategy. Now, you have to start, if you're just in a startup, you have to start somewhere. So you have to get some clients before you can engage and implement that strategy. But it's an awesome way to think differently about your business. Number six, this is a bonus, a bonus. Learners are earners. Leaders are readers. Those are the only two poems I have there. But You understand this, and I understand it, and that is that unless you're constantly learning, reading, consuming podcasts, consuming uh, digital content, reading ebooks, understanding your business better, understanding what's possible for you in terms of marketing and selling and, and positioning, unless you're learning new things, you are stagnating. And I do see this a lot. I, I, my, one of the first things I do when I get in front of a group of people, if I'm doing a one-day program, I'll say, okay, I'm going to start with how many books have you read in the last year? Who's read 12 or more? Nobody raises their hand. Who has read six or more? Like one every other month. Very few raise their hand, probably 2%. Who has read three books? And more and more and more people raise their hand. I say, okay, we'll stop there for a minute. And so I pick out a couple people and I say, what, what book was it? And what did you, what was the main core message that you got from that book? In other words, what did you take away and implement into your business? And people have a tough time, even those who have read three books a year, which are not very many, believe me. But three books a year, they have a tough time really saying, well, I learned this and I did this. Here's my recommendation. You should be reading, and I should be reading, at least 12 books a year. I would even suggest you read one a week. And I don't think these need to be 700-page books either. These could be white papers. They could be, and it doesn't have to be a book. It could be uh, some type of audio consumption, like this podcast or other things. So this podcast is one thing that you're listening to, hopefully, every week. So that would count. But books are also good because they give you a little bit richer detail on some things. So is your DNA to be a learner? Most people, it's not. A lot of people, I find, they get out of college or leave the formal education system, and that's it. They don't read anything. What I find, the people who are really on fire in their business are constantly reading and learning and consuming content that helps them grow their business. So I hope that 
prompts you a little bit and inspires you to think through some of these prerequisites in a slightly different way. And I'm all for jumping into making more calls. And I know at some point you got to make calls, but you got to get your message right. You got to have a good strategy. You got to have a good plan. You got to constantly reinvent yourself. You've got to constantly be learning. If you do those things, those are the inputs that will result in you doubling your business. I hope that helps. You can go to BillKasky.com for a lot more content. There's also a quick start program there that you can find at BillKasky.com right on the front page. And it's a three-module series on how to 2X your business, kind of the first step to it. So I hope you enjoyed this. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at Bill at BillKasky.com or follow him on Twitter at BillKasky.com.